0: Hey, Kurt, this is Richard Wilson from Mad Shelly Films, and we have a message for you. This, this is Mad Shelly Films, and, and you're, you're listening to Inspirato Projecto Radio.
1: Thank you so much for that introduction, Mad Shelley team. You all are so talented. You're phenomenal at what you do. Oh, Richard Wilson. Oh my God. You guys. You guys, man. Oh, you guys just keep making them. You just keep making them. You just keep putting them out there, man. Just keep evolving it. Keep morphing it. Keep shape shifting it. Feeding it. Growing it. You got such a great series on your hand. Under the Flowers, EGADS. So good. And now we're going to listen to a piece of an interview that I had with Blythe Baines, my fellow synchronicity lover, my fellow lover of synchronicity. Just can't get enough of them. She's got so many stories, so many astounding synchronicities. And you'll find that the more she just keeps inviting them in, the more they just keep happening. It's just so good. It is so good. This is such a, an extraordinary education in charting the words and language that we're using, and 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 charting it directly, like a like a breadcrumb trail, watching how it evolves, watching how it evolves. So we got Blythe Baines next, and after that, um, we've got my journey to unusual Tuesdays at Sunspace. So. Stick around, folks. <laughs> Stick around. There might be something that you like. Thank you.
2: So it was, it was one of the craziest things, and that's one of the reasons that I know it's so important to, you know, if you see something and, like, you're not happy about it, instead of being, like, mean or irked about it, be like, <laughs> okay, like, you know, it's the way it is. Like, I'll see where
0: it takes to me. And I love it. You've
1: changed your attitude about it. You're like, okay, let's just see what happens here.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And you
1: could never have anticipated that kind of crazy discovery.
2: Yep. It was insane. It was, like, just one of the most coincidental things. And my friend was just so surprised. He's like, you're kidding. I'm like, nope, this is what happens in my life. Like, it's a thing. So it was just absolutely insane. Absolutely insane.
1: That is incredible when you think about all that. I mean, when you put those pieces together, you know, and you know, it's so funny when I hear these stories and when these things happen to me, I'm equally completely astounded that it's happening and also going, ah, this doesn't surprise me. And, and it's like, it's this double thing of like. Of course, this completely <laughs> b- bizarre thing would be happening right now, and I'm also completely astounded that it is happening yep. right now. And it's like, I just love that inviting more and more of those like twilight zone moments into your yeah. life, and then going, okay, you want twilight zone? Let's really turn up the volume on this.
2: Yeah, no, it was just absolutely insane. Like that was, I was like, holy cow, because I had listened to that ridiculous song on repeat. Because <laughs> it was just so, it was so funny, because um, it, it was just like, you know, a bunch of, you know, young guys who had like just been to a strip club for their first time, they were talking about like spending all this money at the strip club in reality, like after that experience, they were all broke, <laughs> it was just, like there was so much humor in all
1: <laughs> I love it, it was like a documentary, oh my god.
0: Oh gosh, it was so funny.
1: It's incredible.
0: I know.
2: It's I feel so genuinely lucky for like the level of the weird experiences that happen to me because it's like some of it is just like really out of this world.
1: So who are some of the people that you want to work with? You know, let's 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 conjure this up right now. Where are some of the people that you wanna?
2: I really need to like think about that. It was it was amazing being able to get, like, Snoop Dogg. On How did you do that? Okay, so, two different guys, both named Sean, the name spelled differently, though, made it happen. And I was just like, holy cow, like. But I, I think that was, in, in my mind, because Carter was like, you know, the next step is to get, like, a featured artist. Um, and in my mind, I was like, I don't know if we can, like, really, you know, get someone, like, big, you know, this early on made it happen which is
1: so funny the master of manifestations here even you know and the but and then the fact that you uh, opened it up and yeah, allowed for that to happen exactly
2: and then it ended up happening and so now i'm just like okay like anything could happen i really have gotten into the mindset of like really anything is possible because i have been able to to do things so far that i you know a couple of years ago i would have been like that is completely impossible but again climbing that ladder of like trust and belief Really helps. So, <laughs> and, and powering
1: it with excitement for the next yeah. crazy stuff that you want to. No,
2: exactly. And I'm so excited to like, you know, I have I have one single coming after you know White Rabbit, and then um, also an EP, a five song EP, and then I'm doing a song with my. Well, I did a song with my friend Verbs featured on it, and so he's going to be releasing that fairly soon. Uh, so it should be like, you know. Seven more songs before As if you weren't
1: ubiquitous already You're just It's like You're going to be all over the place
2: (laughs) And I You know for a long time Because it It's been like six months Between Devout and White Rabbit Which was a little bit long for me But I'm glad that we finally have You know a new song out Because you want something To kind of like be able to push and promote um, And you want to keep that momentum going Because that's such an important thing to do Um, But just seeing like how everyone reacted when I dropped my new song um, because I obviously have more of a following than I did when Mm. I first dropped the EP Um, I had, like, you know, a very, like, small following at that point because I only had one song out. Well,
1: and everybody starts somewhere anyway, you know?
2: Exactly, and so now it was, like, you know, it was, like, just this huge influx of people posting on their stories, like, you know, go check out White Rabbit, and it was just the most amazing thing to see how many people cared. Whoa. Like, it was just, like, holy cow, like, there are people who really genuinely... (laughs) want to hear more of my music they're excited for it, they're waiting for the next song, they're waiting for the EP Um, and so it's, you know it's such a beautiful thing um, realizing that and I really want to, you know there's always that balance to be found uh, between, you know, doing what you love, but also giving the fans enough and you know, giving them something that both you and them love uh, and so, I've, you know, been trying to, like, find that perfect uh, balance between everything. And I definitely think that, you know, it's so great that we now have this whole deal with the subsidiary of Sony, like, solidified so that we can get music out faster. Mm. Um, now that that's all solidified, the waiting game is kind of over. And just as everything gets, you know, finished up, we can just re- release it. You know what I mean? So
1: It's interesting. Uh, you said something about... You know about uh, giving you know making something that you want and then also something for the fans what's interesting is do we ever really know how should I put it we know that right now people are operating on enjoying stuff that's just being given to them or that they're told that they should be moving in a direction towards this direction or that direction and a lot of companies out there trying to spend time trying to figure out what what does the audience want or something what's interesting and what I think is so beautiful is the idea that the more that an artist eases into their own perspective especially you coming from a place of source which touches every single person anyway um, you know like the the Bob Dylans of the world the you know these people who are creating the music they're creating and not even realizing the effect that they're having like the people up in Laurel Canyon for instance all that beautiful music just You know they're living up in these communities with just nature, and they're and you know singing about harmony and love and all that great stuff, and then that goes out there on the airwaves, and you know it's almost like you never. Sometimes we never know what people will dig or not dig until we actually go forward. Yeah. The good news is is that no matter what, those who really resonate with it will will be brought to it no matter what. You know.
2: And I. I kind of, I make the music that I want to hear. And yes. I realized, you know, I wish that people would write about this stuff. And I'm like, instead of wishing it, why not just do it? <laughs> that's the best there.
1: Yeah. Make the art that you want to see in the yeah, world. Yeah,
2: exactly. And so that's kind of what I've been doing. You know, just talking about, you know, all these subjects like manifestation, God, like even, you know, the occult, that kind of stuff. I'm like, I wish more people would just talk about this because there's such like a community whose mind is open uh, to all this kind of stuff existing uh, and they're not hearing about it in a lot of their music they're just hearing about you know the cars and the designer yeah. clothes and everything and it's not
1: low-hanging it's not, fruits very yeah, kind of lowest common denominator it's not
2: um, stimulating emotionally or mentally uh, and I just want people to really be able to like feel Mm -hmm, when they mm -hmm. listen to my music whether it's like feeling you know like they're in touch with god or feeling like they're excited to have like a fun day or like Mm -hmm. you know i just want to put them in you know whatever emotions they want to be feeling because that's the power of music is it's this you know vibrational level that you know you get to decide where you tune to um and so choosing to listen to a song that's like upbeat uplifting you know it puts you on that level Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. And that goes for obviously like every artist's stuff, not just mine. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, my music is the only kind that, you know, has this ability. Every, literally every um, song out there is, you know, vibrating at a certain frequency. Um, and how it makes you feel is a really good indicator of um, whether it's a high frequency or a low frequency. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. What's interesting is that. Um, with things like Spotify, people can stumble into your music yeah. accidentally, which is a beautiful thing, because it's like, you know, they'll say, oh, well, if you like this song, you know, and then they'll automatically attach yeah. it to something that yeah, sounds like a little the, similar. The and the it's
2: Discover Weekly algorithm, and I love that, because I've gotten, like, a decent amount of new listeners from Discover Weekly and it's it's just been like the coolest thing getting the messages of people being like hey like i really like this song or like put it on discover weekly and then i listen to all your other stuff and it's so cool that they have the software to kind of like analyze all this stuff and say like okay this person likes these artists so if they like these artists then we're going to recommend this song
0: it's incredible yeah
2: yeah it's really neat And it gives um, it gives like smaller artists, you know, more power. As long as they're getting the kind of um, you know the saves and the playlists, like as long as you know the you know as long as Joe Schmo and you know Jane Doe are like liking it and playlisting mm-hmm. it, they're taking note of it. And it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore whether some like big. Executive is saying, "This is the girl."
1: I love it. And yes, yeah, yes, It's yeah. all up
2: to the people, and if the people like it, then the algorithm is picking up on the fact that the people like it, and they're putting it out there more. So,
1: and it's so great too because you're the messages that you're putting into there. More, I mean, more and more we're seeing on Instagram. More and more we're seeing out there that people are leaning more towards this. People are stump. There, people are coming across more and more this idea of manifestation. I see it all the time, and you know, people inspi- putting inspiring quotes and. For you to be putting out that kind of music, it's it's just falling right in the place at just a perfect time without you even trying to preconceive the fact mm-hmm. that, that the audience would eventually, you know, no matter what, the audience eventually kind of catches up with, maybe not at the point that we're at right at this very second, but they will catch up with something that we did in the past, you know, yeah. and there is that potential of them catching up with, being right there at the forefront with us. A lot of times, you know, um... You know, it's like throwing the messages in the bottle out there. You know, yeah. these people are finding these messages washing up on their shores and go, "Oh, what's that? Ooh, that's a great message right yeah. there. That's nutritional. Oh, let's. What are, what's all the rest of this? What's all the rest of this?" And the message that you're putting out there, it's going to reverberate with people in such a unique way that it still contains great music and everything. And what you're putting in there is something that is going to benefit them far beyond just that. You know, it's like the difference between a pop song yeah. and a song that is a cult favorite kind of song, you know, like the Leonard Cohens, the the, the Bob Dylans, who, they survived throughout the ages, yeah. whereas those pop songs, they're out on the radio, okay, one or two months or three months, oh, and there it goes, and everyone forgets about it, but it's the ones that really strike you in the heart, that yeah. they just keep playing over and no, over again. Exactly.
2: And- You know, my my friend and I, the Sri Yantra friend, we always talk about how, as songwriters, it's so important for people to have a real sense of self. Like, if you don't know yourself, it's really hard to write from, you know, a perspective that's unique, and I think that that's why there's a lot of songs on the radio that are, like, so generic, rather than seeing, like, oh, this is someone's soul that they're, like, showing to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It just feels like, you know, this is, this could apply to literally anyone, and there, there is a market for that, you know, the songs that apply to, like, literally anyone, but then there are the people that just want to, like, experience, um, you know, the artist's soul, and I think that a lot of people do want that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is why, like, when we look at reality TV and, and people who get subscriptions to Big Brother, so they can peer in on what these people are doing 20, 24 yeah. hours a day, there's this fascination with wanting to peek in on other people's lives and their particular perspective, and... The more unapologetic, so that's what's the interesting thing, the more unapologetic the artist is in carving the path that they want to create, the more the audience then sort of appreciates that and reveres that, you know? And it, and it, it can all be done without having to shock anybody, yeah. you know? Um, you don't have to force your way in there with shock. You can... What? you know, kind of sneak your way in there through subatomic particles, through the, the good vibes that are out there. Exactly. And I love the fact that you're stirring all that <laughs> in the cauldron into the music. It's so cool.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so excited to see everything that happens this year and like to see how everyone likes, you know, the other songs that we're releasing because there are like so many more of them. So I'm just pumped for it. It's been really cool being able to create like this and having people actually listen to it. It's been the most rewarding experience. So I'm just really grateful and really happy.
1: How many How many songs would you say that you have that have yet to be released or that um, no one's heard?
2: Oh my gosh, so many. Um, so we have those seven that we're releasing this year. Um, three off of the next project. We don't know if that's going to be like singles, if that's going to be on an album, if that's going to be on another EP. Um, although I think I want my next thing, like instead of an EP, I think I want it to be an album, mm. um, but yeah, we have, so we have, okay, those seven and then three, so we have ten, and then um, eleven, uh, and then I have my ones with verbs so that's probably like at least sixteen, uh, so many, so many. <laughs> so
1: do, do you feel that there's something you're waiting for in order to release those, or... Like why? Why?
2: For, for a while, it was just because we were waiting for our our deal to solidify with the subsidiary of Sony. Now that that's solidified, um, you know, we just give everything to them, and then like 29 days after, it's out. So, yeah. Now there isn't that weight anymore. Now we have, like, you know, this, you
1: know, ability
2: to really just get it out there. Whoa.
1: Incredible. Fairly quickly, if you consider a month. Incredible. Quickly, yeah. I mean, that's instantaneous. Like, in this day and age, I mean, that's... We have so much power as artists now. I love it. I just love the power that's in our hands.
2: No, it's amazing.
1: We don't have to beg for some big giant some mogul to take notice of us they take notice because you're seeing you're carving your own path that's the crazy thing it's like you're doing your own thing it's a funny thing. People peer in and they want to see what's going on over there when you're over here working on something. But if you're going, hey, everybody, check out what I'm doing. And they're like, oh, God, please, wait. you're so yeah. loud. Just don't look at that. Come on, just leave us alone. But if you're over here and you're working on something, people can't help but want to yeah. peer in and go, what, what's going on over there? Yeah,
2: no, exactly. Like, I think a really good example of that is that guy Roddy Rich. He's a rapper, and he's, mm. like, 20, and he's from Compton. And, like, he's just so like focused on his craft he's just like always working and he has the most interesting flows like you listen to his stuff and you're like wait this is different and i have you know I don't listen to like a ton of rap but when I've come across his stuff I'm like wait that's different I really think he's gonna be huge because he's just different in like a really cool way um but yeah he has like the support of all of Compton and that's how he literally took off because mm. Compton was behind him and so people took note of that. They're like, he's getting so many streams just because the people in his neighborhood are enjoying what he's doing, wow. yeah. And that's also you know, why it's so important to realize the power of community and having people behind you and realizing you know your fans are so important. Your listeners are so important. The people supporting you are so important, and so you know you got to be grateful for them. And I see, you know, I see some artists that are not grateful for their fans, and like which is
1: such a bizarre thing. Yeah, because if there were no fans, there'd be no one listening to it, and there would yeah, were, you and, such they,
2: a- and you, you wouldn't be able to make a living from it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do anything, and so it's like literally, you gotta appreciate your fans. Uh, it's it's a mutual relationship. It really is, like you know, yeah. they you know you give them your art. And and they give you you know support and love and it's a really neat thing.
0: You see, my dear friend, I had to post these diaries privately and then translate them into text to speech. But this is because Facebook put me in a digital prison. That is important to Facebook, and it goes all the way to the bottom. Can't keep me down forever, Facebook.
1: Is now six thirty six. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Six thirty-six PM today is Uh, Tuesday the 7th, I'm heading up to Sunland Sunspace tonight for Unusual Tuesdays. Craig Spivak will not be joining me. Uh, This is a solo mission. So I think on the way up there tonight, I'll be taking two buses, and on the way back, I'll be taking an Uber. So keep your ears peeled for a... um, an interview with the Uber driver later, so we 're going up to unusual Tuesdays tonight. I sent them a message on a Facebook earlier to see how they would feel about screening my latest short film, and they said yes, so i 'm very excited see how that how that appears on their on their projector how the sound is I'm going to try to get up there a little bit earlier the shenanigans don't usually start till around 9-er they usually start around 9 but I like to um, my mission is to get up there earlier so that way we can take a look at the sounds, dial in the sound, see if it's too loud, if it's good, good, good amount, and all that jazz. I'm bringing the fi- file on a flash drive, or some call it the thumb drive, uh, because it's the size of most people's thumbs. Uh, Wikipedia states that thumb drives are the exact uh, size. They're named after the human thumb. The, uh, in fact, let's just say it, the human thumb, the average human thumb. So they've they've figured out that a flash drive is the same. Same amount, same size, the thumb. So then they're just they just go, you know what, let's just call it the thumb drive and that'll save us a lot of that'll just save us a lot of explanation. That'll just be obvious. And that's you know, that's just a little something we don't even have to talk talk much about or to comment about in the press. So that's why it's called the thumb drive. So I have a thumb drive in my pocket I've been getting a lot of comments. Is that, is that a thumb in your pocket, or are you just happy to, happy to see me? So I've been, i getting a lot of that type of interaction. Ever since I put the thumb drive into my pocket. So what I'll do tonight is I'll give that to the guys. Whoever, who is, whoever is in charge of the projector, the projector master. I'll give it to the projector master and we'll let him figure out what the proper dimensions are, all that jazz. I got to say, on this app I've been using to edit, I've been using just for the past, well, six or seven IGTV videos that I've created. Uh, those have been done on my uh, on my phone in a in a in an editing app called video leap now the tricky thing about it the 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 interesting thing to take into consideration with this is that um the crazy thing to take into consideration is that some of the videos that are shot are what do they call them portrait mode yeah portrait and landscape okay, so you do this stuff in portrait mode and it, you think that it would fit just fine with the uh, landscape mode it's just you know it's it just let's see how do I put it if you if you try to mix landscape videos with the portrait videos, it makes it really, I don't even know how to truly explain it, but it's like you could, okay, so for instance, um, it kind of bases what it's going to do on whatever that first um, video format is, uh, for the lack of a better way of explaining this. So let's say, for instance, you have a, a portrait mode video straight up and down, And you got that up on a big screen. But then... Let's see. Let's see. How do I explain this? Then... But then if you bring in some landscape videos... Uh... It'll... Edit it... To... What the previous portrait... Thing was. If that makes sense. I don't don't even know if that even makes sense. Um... So, it's it's all just a very, very strange thing. I, I wish I could even truly explain it, but it's nothing that I can totally explain. Uh, because, I mean, if I were to put it this way, now if you were to take the... Uh, if you were to take the uh, landscape video and you put that first... And then you try putting in portrait modes. Um, It's going to come out. I don't know exactly how to say it, but it it comes out like strangely tiny. So it doesn't figure it doesn't totally take up the screen. But then when you take it and then let's say if you take your video into uh, this new app that I'm going crazy for clips, that seems to edit it. Like a square. And I noticed that when I play the actual video on my computer just all by itself, there's a bunch of dark space around it. Like there's a bunch of dark space. So. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it all works. I know that there is someone out there who's listening right now who knows exactly what I'm talking about and knows the solution and probably uses the app Videoleap quite frequently and knows how to explain to me the curious uh, state of being that we find ourselves in. The conundrum with editing on this program. Oh, wait. There's a homeless guy talking about medical marijuana over here. Uh, it's so very intriguing. It's so very intriguing. You're listening to me, I bet, going, what the heck? Why am I listening to you complain about all this, all this jargon, all this computer jargon? Well, I don't know about you, but I find it actually strangely fascinating when I... Listen to people talk very intricately uh, within the lexicon and arenas of interest that they have explored. So When 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 I listen to folks talking about that stuff, it's it's interesting because it's teaching me something new. It's actually kind of hypnotic because, especially if I have no frame of reference for it. I remember one time I thought I'd be real smart. This is this was during the time when the uh, Large Hadron Collider was. They were doing a lot of tests. Not that they're not still doing tests, but this was you know in the news that a lot of tests were going on and they're. And they, they, they were trying to do the Big Bang, basically. Big Bang. And they were trying to... Uh, uh, they are trying to make a mini black hole, is what they were trying to do. And so the LHC, the Large Hadron Collider, was in the news a lot. And so... Blind. Hold on, let's see if this works. Hallbrook and
0: Ventura Boulevard, welcome. Regular fare is one seventy-five. Senior, disabled, Medicare fare is $0.75 at 8 hours. 35% of health
1: So I thought I would mention to, uh, Stuart, an old, old family friend of the, of the, uh, the family, uh, old friend of the family. He works for uh, Fermilab, Fermilab of all places. And I decided to tell to him, to talk to him about the Large Hadron Collider, and he starts coming back with all of this crazy, crazy science talk that I was just not prepared to talk to him about. And this man, holy moly, he was just blasting it, blasting it, and I just went into a daze, I just would have zoned out and it was just became this hypnotic thing so ideally uh, my travels and travails are doing the same for you as you hear uh, I'm on the bus now so I'm going to hang up for now and uh, most likely the next time we'll be talking is at Sunland Sunspace, alright take care I'm not waiting for my second bus. Uh, It should be here in about 10 minutes. I figured I'd go up and get a taco. Taco place nearby. They don't have any tacos. Just to let you know. Um, However, they do have empanadas. So I've gained a whole new appreciation for empanadas. Oh, so delicious. So, yeah, I had about... um, what, 18 minutes or so. So I went over there. I had a couple of very nice warm empanadas. Ran across the street to the liquor store. Grabbed a <clears throat> little tiny schmear off of vodka thing. I uh, got that and, not, and I got a bottle of water right here. Which I'll be drinking. As I'm waiting for the... Waiting for it. We got nine minutes here. Nine minutes. Have you seen Rise of Skywalker yet? I think it's a great title for a movie. Rise of Skywalker. Makes you wonder: okay, who's Skywalker? What's gonna happen here? Fun twist. Fun twist. Wow. Just imagine that. Being someone like JJ Abrams, where you have both Star Trek and Star Wars. Some thought you did so. Someone thought you did so good at this particular particular thing that he, they'd have you do this thing. Oh, by the way, Christian Bale. There's this idea that Christian Bale might play. Uh, oh, what character is that? Oh, Beta Ray Bill. I think that's the name. He's got like a horse head. He has to do with Thor in some way. He looks like Thor, actually. He's got like this horse face. And they want Christian Bale to play that guy. Uh what's interesting to me is that Hollywood continues to cast people in other superhero roles. So Ben Affleck, who played, in a sense, Superman, there's a Superman movie. Uh, it was uh, Reeve, George Reeve. Uh, so he played Superman, so to speak, and then he ends up playing Batman. But then on top of that, he played Daredevil. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? To know you worked for both Daredevil and DC. And then... Uh, Ryan Reynolds played Green Lantern and Deadpool. Then, oh, Josh Brolin played uh, this cowboy guy, like a cowboy Marvel comic book guy who had like half his mouth missing or something. Uh, His name escapes me, but he played that guy, and then he played Thanos. Oh, and he played, and he played another uh, comic book dude. There's a movie with Cable in it, right? Oh, that was in Deadpool? I think that was Deadpool 2. So he played the bad guy in that. It's so interesting to me. Just give someone else a chance. You know? What's his name? Played uh, Johnny Blaze or Johnny Fire. What's the name? From the from uh, Fantastic Four. The Fire Dude. I want to say Johnny Blaze, but I think Johnny Blaze is the name of the guy who who does Ghost Rider. The Ghost Rider guy. Oh my God, I think I'm watching someone get into a Lamborghini. They got the uh, DeLorean doors on that thing. Yeah, that's a Lamborghini. The only other car that I know of that has doors like a DeLorean... Is a Lamborghini, and there it is, right there. That that is only Los Angeles, isn't that crazy? I don't want to say only Los Angeles. That's just a recycled thing that I've heard people say. There are a lot of there are a lot of uh, Lamborghinis in Los Angeles. That is for sure. But the question is, is that a Lamborghini? I've never been someone who claimed to know his to know his cars. Oh my God, this is funny. These two cars, a lady in the Lamborghini car totally knows the guy who's in this other blue car. They're at a stoplight. that's does. They totally know each other. It's crazy. it's crazy. Wow. Let's check out the, uh, let's see, it's six o'clock, six, six minutes have passed. Uh, we got, we got, uh, how much we got left here? Sunland. Where are we? Where are we? Five minutes. Now it's waiting five minutes. So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about these superhero films? What are your thoughts about... <clears throat> Superheroes playing other superheroes. Villains playing other villains. Now that uh, Joaquin Phoenix did a uh, Joker, wouldn't that be interesting if suddenly then they end up getting him to be a superhero guy in uh, Marvel? What if they try to get Joaquin Phoenix to be Silver Surfer? Mmm, something to think about. Something to think about. Okay, folks, we're going to sign off now. All right? And when I come back, it'll be more time in the future for you. Well, for me, but for you, it's like a split second. So I'll be back. I'll be back before you know it.
0: Wait a minute. <laughs> okay, what I'm going to ask you to do is look. I'm going to put now I want you to look inside this head. Okay. Now let's, I want you. Now the tea, it's full of tea. Now, kneel down onto the ground. And see what there is colorful worms inside your head now. And the worms are starting to form into a formation that's going to answer the question of what it is that we were doing. But you must be very careful, Larry. Larry! Look, Larry! Look! E Mama. Hey, we got a great show for you today. Thanks for coming. But before we get to it, let's refer to the other days of the week just so that we can contrast them to tonight. You know what I'm talking about? All of those other days like Monday. and Wednesday. I've the bottom. only had to to the other days that we hadn't referred to already. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, All man. of those. <inaudible> it's Sunday. It's 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 <inaudible> <used> to <inaudible> Too much to just the way Oh, I think we found our way. Out of our mind. And they've already started One more time No, watch yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I want to salute everybody in the whole Ding Dong place for being here tonight. Yeah. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of other things you could have chosen, but you chose to be at Old Sunspace at the intersection of Wheatland and Sunland. Uh-huh. Oh, right. right where it all happens every Tuesday and a lot of other nights, and we're going to discuss that real quickly because we want to go over the... Uh,
1: the, um... Five sponsors, yeah. <laughs> so as I record this, uh, the date is Thursday the 9th. It's one forty-five p.m. And, uh... Here's the story. I know what happened with the screening. Uh... I got sick. So... I uh, do you want? I don't know if I should tell you the what happened, or just the nice version. Nice version is I got sick, I went home, and I wasn't able to see the screening. Um. The hidden version of this and this is let this be a lesson to all of you who don't drink that often I I really don't drink that often but I wanted to celebrate and I thought it'd be fun so earlier in the day I got a uh, a shalata this is about an hour before I went up there I drank a shalata oh it's so delicious so delicious and uh took the train or the bus took the first bus and I had about a 20 minute wait so I went over to this place I had two empanadas delicious I went over to. Uh, then I thought, you know, what the heck? I'll, I'll see if there's. Maybe I'll get a Fireball. I usually like drinking a Fireball. You know, just one of those gets me up. Gets me right on the. Gets me where I need. Where I likes to be. And I was just joking myself about the idea of uh, taking the edge off. Just such a funny phrase to me. Yeah, let's just take the edge off. So. Speaking of edge off, I got people standing up here on roofs around me. They're standing near the edge. These guys are installing this uh, big metal thing on top. Looks like something from the old uh, danger, Mr. Robinson. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Looks like that. Looks like that kind of robot. There's a lot of like really interesting tentacles. It does look like some kind of really interesting octopus right now. I'm gonna. I will take a photo of that. So. So what happened was um, they didn't have fireball, so I had a, uh, a vodka. And then uh, I stopped at uh, 7-Eleven. Then the bus came around. I ate my food. Bus came around, picked me up, took me up the uh, five stops that I needed to be dropped off at Sunland and Wheatland right over there on the edge of uh, Shadow Hills and Sunland. And I thought, okay, you know, I, I'll go to 7-Eleven. I know they got fireball. And I wasn't feeling the, a buzz. I wasn't feeling the effects of anything. So uh, I went in there and I got two fireballs. And I brought the fireballs over with me. I did a shot. did a, I did both of the shots there. So I was like two performers away from seeing my... Um, and I started this drinking seven. You know, all right, so I'll tell you this. Okay, so maybe I just didn't have enough food in my stomach. I don't know. But I felt pretty sick while I was sitting there waiting. And, uh, I went outside. I threw up someplace. I just threw up. I just threw up out there. Near one of those, uh, electrical, electrical boxes. I just threw up right there. There were people walking past and everything. I just did not feel good. I got the Uber, psh, went all the way home. Now, the interesting thing was, last night, yesterday, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is phenomenal. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say this. Why, why do you suppose we, people tend to like to tell each other their stories of when they are drunk? Why did I choose to tell you that story of when I was drunk opposed to the story of just going, you know what? I got sick and I went home left it at that. What what was it inside of me that possessed me to tell you that story of of why I got drunk? What is that? What is it? What is it? Was it the ego? Was it a way of me wanting to say, look, I'm vulnerable. Look how vulnerable I am. To tell these, I'm gonna tell you how I made some drinking mistakes, and here you go. What was my motivation, really? To tell a good story. Ultimately, I think that's what it is—to tell a fun story, to take the audience on a ramp. Because the stories that we're telling are, in a sense, stories that we're offering people the opportunity to live vicariously through. We're offering them the opportunity to hop on the magic carpet ride with us. And if they want to hang on, they can hear the story. (laughs) And they they can enjoy what's coming up. My Uncle Arnie was a phenomenal storyteller. And I preferred not knowing whether the stories he was telling me were true or not. I liked that mystery. That mystery was a lot of fun to me. Because you never knew. Never knew what was coming up. You never knew, you never, you never fessed up. So, just very interesting. But it's funny how we want to, we tend to want to tell our stories of how we how were drunk or whatever. So yesterday I decided to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, it's, it, what's so crazy about this is that there's like, there's a fractal to this. And, and eventually I'm gonna get to this guy Cole, okay? Once upon a time in Hollywood, I could say a whole bunch about that movie. I could say a whole bunch about that movie. The one thing I will say is if you go to my Instagram account, which, by the way, there are more and more of you following over from the podcasts to my Instagram account, which thank you for. Thank you for that. It's awesome to connect with you guys on there. I love it. I love it. If you found me from Anchor and you start following me on Instagram, please let me know. Let me know. Let's collaborate in some way. Let's collaborate in some way. So I have a lot I could say about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Within the movie, this is what I want to say, and I posted this on my Instagram. Within the movie, there's a cover of Mad Magazine. As you know, they do parodies of movies. Mad Magazine, a cover of them... uh, Spoofing his movie, there he did within the within Once Upon a Time. Uh, what was it? Bounty Law is that what it was called? That was a TV show, I think it was. So they did a. It was funny. It was really clever. And then I realized, whoa, that actual cover came out in the Mad magazine that came out during that time. That Once Upon a Time. In uh, what's Upon a Time* in Hollywood was actually coming around. How crazy is that? When you think about that, it's just beautiful. So I shot a uh, movie of the television with that cover on it, and then over to my to me opening up the cover, uh, opening up the magazine. It's really cool. A lot of synchronicities, and uh, just have been happening lately. So then I, I decided I wanna. I'm in the mood for seeing old movies, old cinema. So the first thing that popped in my brain was Sunset Boulevard. Now, that's, I know that's one of David Lynch's favorite movies. And I can totally see why. There are a number of reasons in there why I can imagine David Lynch being inspired by this film. For instance, the whole story with the monkey. Which is brilliant. It's a big question mark. Big question mark. So... I watched that, and, and within that is her name is Norma Desmond. Well, it's interesting, because David Lynch named his character in Twin Peaks Norma Desmond. And on top of that, there's a guy within Sunset Boulevard that, Nor- that Norma De- Desmond says that uh, called her. Well, she's at Paramount. She says a man named Gordon Cole called her. So it's interesting, in Tone Peak Season 3, this is something that helps Dougie come to life. Um, was on the TV show, uh, Sunset Boulevard is on. Wait, Desmond, who is Desmond? No, not Norma Desmond, Norma Dennings, Dennings is her name. Agent Desmond, Agent Desmond from Fire Walk With Me, that's where that comes from, oh yeah. Wow. Bet you Norma Jennings. I bet you he borrows her first name for there. So anyway. Anyway, Gordon Cole is one of the characters within Twin Peaks. Within Sunset Boulevard. And I end up checking out my Facebook and there's a message from Noel from Sunspace. Because apparently they still screened my movie, even though I wasn't there. I brought it over on a thumb drive, and uh, they were able to transfer it to their computer. They were just going to play it right off the thumb drive, but then they just transferred it to the computer. So it was cool. It was right there, it was there in their possession. I had to leave, and apparently they played it. Now, a guy named Cole, they said a guy named Cole got a hold of me. They gave me a phone number. So, I contacted that guy. I left a message for him. I'm going to see what the heck that's all about. Also, a guy named Bryce from Canada uh, has been trying to contact me through the Kapow phone line. So, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to call him through the Inspirato Projecto hotline number. So, my phone number is still protected. And see what the deal is. See what's going on with this guy. What does he want? What does he need? What's the what's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? So, just a very intriguing 2020 already. Look how it started already, huh? Just started right off. Just started right off. Right off. Started right off. Right away. It started right away. Egads! Look what's going on here. Look what is happening. What is happened? All right, folks. Um, I think that's it for this episode. I think. I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the for the for for listening to the synchronicities, the razzmatazz, all that jazz. Give me a call. Uh, 561-203-9179. That is the phone line. That's the voicemail, toll-free. Call that up. You could also send me an email, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Send that off to me. I'll take the audio and I'll put it right here on the broadcast. I promise I will do it. Okay, you take care and keep the Inspirato flowing.
2: This is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto.